Hi there, and welcome to episode 45, the finale of season two of the T21 Mum podcast. My name's Mary, and I'll be your host. Each episode, we'll talk about life, Down syndrome, mamahood, single parenting, and pretty much everything in between. I have a daughter named Ainsley, and she's seven years old and rockin' an extra chromosome, also known as Down syndrome. And I am living life my way. And of course, as always, my friend and co-host Ron is here with me today. Hi, Ron. Well, well, not quite there. Not quite. We're still we're, st- we're still doing our uh, separate studio thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and speaking of the separate studio thing, how have you enjoyed so far this season working on your own? Because you've you've come a long way in, in being able to do technical stuff. Um, I've quite enjoyed it. I mean, it's, you know, it's been a while since we've had this, since we've had an episode. So just because of why we're late getting started. Yes. Yeah. So (laughs) here we are, but you know, I think next year will be great because I'll have more know-how I guess. And I'll feel more comfortable. Life is always easier with know-how. Yeah. No kidding. Right. (laughs) (laughs) As, as so many people have discovered in our current times. Yes, exactly. Um, whether they're self-taught or having to call people. Yeah. <laughs> I just Still having a Ron. good time with it? Yeah, I, well, you do, you know, pretty much half the planet seems to. Um, but uh, how are you, like, getting on in the last little while since we last had an episode and had a chance to chat? It's been crazy. You know, we've returned back to school now. So um, I'm quite happy about that, actually. And we'll just see how that goes you know fingers crossed I know it's this kind of really scary time for everybody but Ainsley really needed to be back at school and get in the routine and you know be with her peers so it's been good I, last time we chatted we were talking about and you, you did an episode around this going back to school where behaviors were changing and some were slipping has has any of that changed back yeah. to its normal um, relatively normal we're getting there. We're getting there. We had a lot of regression in the toileting and, you know, I talked to Hannah, our OT, and she said that actually hasn't been that uncommon. So I was quite glad to hear that actually, not that people are having those problems, but that I wasn't alone because I thought, Oh man, we have worked so hard to get here. And now it just, it, it felt terrible and I was getting exasperated and, you know, I spoke with Ainsley's EA, Ronnie, who we had on. Uh, I can't remember what episode, but we had her on. And I told her about it. She goes, well, she was the I, last guest before we locked down. I think she was right, the last actually. guest when, before we locked. Cause she was, she was here with us in, in, you know, in the dining oh, yeah, room studio. Right. She was here. She was our last guest. Right. I forgot about that. And she wasn't concerned about it. She said, you know, I think once we get back into routine, it'll be good. And so actually the return to school has been very good for her. And, you know, I'm not seeing as many kind of meltdowns. I mean, Ainsley doesn't, I mean, they're kind of outbursts, I guess, really. They don't last very long, but they have become fewer. So I think it's really been helping to be back at school and just getting into that routine of things and, Getting to hang around kids instead of adults. Yes, exactly. Who sometimes behave like kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. One of those other things about the great, the, the great, uh, the great lockdown is is people discovered things they didn't know. I know. 
I know. <laughs> Not always good, right? Uh, no. But in other cases, a lot of people come out of this with realizing that they have a really strong relationship with their kids and their spouses or partners, right? So. Yes. And, you know, and it's allowed people to have, you know, some more, you know, maybe quality time that they didn't have initially. So, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I, I mean, a lot of my former colleagues concentrate on the the downside, like the negative side of what this lockdown is doing without, you know, looking at the other side, which is who has benefited from this. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been quite the year and we have Ainsley in the background, so we might have a few interruptions, but we'll Hi, just Ainsley. work with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's getting quite tall. She is very tall. Yes. Yeah. She's just over four feet, four, about four, two and a half. Wow. Yeah. She's going to be really tall. <laughs> yes. Our endocrinologist said, I mean, it was a couple of years ago, but she did say based on her current height at that time that she would probably be around five, four, which is actually quite tall wow. for yeah. uh, a female with Down syndrome. And she, uh, she measures on the typical scale over 50th percentile, about 50 about 55, I think. So I'm quite happy about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how have you been finding it working from your kitchen table? I mean, like you, in, in, <laughs> well, in, well, in, in, in our scenario, you working from the kitchen table is not unlike a lot of uh, my former colleagues who have also been working from their kitchen table. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, what has working from that kitchen table taught you? Oh my gosh. You got to try to figure out how to clear the table <laughs> for all the, the gear, as you always say, Ron. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, at some point I'm going to get you a smaller mixer. I did promise you that. Okay. Okay. That's all right. It's been working. One, one that's uh, about know, a third of that size, but you know, okay. needs oh. must when the devil drives, as they say. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. You know, it's been okay. It's been a great learning experience for me. I've really enjoyed this sort of more, I guess, behind the scenes stuff and because you've you been know. setting up all, like a lot of the, the interviews that have been done you've been doing them literally on your own from mm -hmm. your kitchen without me anywhere in the picture exactly so and in the beginning I was absolutely terrified <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. worked out okay yeah because I mean it's muscle memory right like once you learn how and where things go and you know I mean because of the nature of what we do like the setup that we, when you and I have these conversations is different than the, the setup for when you're talking to a guest. Right. Right. Yes. Um, simply because we use the Zencaster platform so that we sound like we're together in the same studio, as opposed to a guest being on some form of whether it's a video call or a, a phone call. Right. So Yeah. So it's worked out pretty good. Good. Yeah. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the stress. Because this is this like this whole thing, like putting the podcast together is a stressor, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, but trying to take that stress and put it in together with your stress, with the with the isolation issues with, you know, with, with Ainsley uh, and, you know, just trying to keep your house sane. Right? How have you managed <laughs> to try and balance all of that? Oh, my gosh. It's or have you compartmentalized a lot of it? Probably a bit of both, really. I mean, it's really been hard. You know, I've been working 
like throughout this entire pandemic, like it's not, nothing changed except that I changed actual buildings. You know, no, that's not entirely true. My hours slightly changed. You know, I had a lot of issues in the beginning with daycare and what that was going to look like and just the whole stress of trying to homeschool. I mean, honestly, it was terrible. I hated it. You know, I hated doing... There's a reason why these people go to school for four years to get teaching certificates. Yeah. You know, and, and like teaching our kids through Zoom, I just, it's just not, to me, is not very practical. It's just, they need more of the interaction. And I personally hated doing the Zoom uh, meetings. Like we did some of our sessions, like we did uh, OT and speech and reading, actually. We did everything over Zoom. And it was okay. I mean, I... I it, it was just hard. I mean, the DSRF, I mean, I, they did a fantastic job at getting up to speed very early on in the pandemic um, and getting sessions going. But I just, you know, it's just one more thing that I have to do. And and then we also had our, our BI sessions and and I found that those were difficult because they were, they tend to be later in the day. And I think Ainsley just wasn't as motivated and, and it was hard. I just I go, it's just one more thing that I have to do, you know, instead of the BI would be coming over and, you know, doing the whole sessions, you know, what was and the then, BI? sorry, the behavioral interventionist. Okay. Right. So, you know, that was really stressful. And then, you know, and then of course, you know, I had COVID and then, you know, it was like everything, it was just a bit of a gong show really. And then summer, you know what? We didn't do a whole lot over the summer. I We just sort of took it easy. We had a little You went away vacation. for a week? Yeah, we went to Kelowna. Maybe that will be an episode eventually, Ron. Maybe it will. <laughs> never say never, right? You did see my Instagram post, a big, the big coffee pot. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still no further ahead on that, even with the coffee. Well, maybe but eventually. we're working on it. We're working yeah. on it. That was supposed to be this episode, but things just got a little too... Well, there was a lot of video involved in that too. Yeah, so... It might become a video episode, you know, don't hold your breath, but we'll work on it. We'll see. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's been challenging, like this, this season. It's definitely like, I don't mean like the T21 mom season, just this season of life has been hard. I mean, I think for everyone, The first year of the war. Yeah, but... um, that's what I always liken it to is my, like my parents, you know, they were like, they, they were nine when second world war broke out. Right. Cause mm-hmm. you know, they, I'm old, but it's like, so my parents were in the war, you know, in the early years of the war. And, and this is what they said about that. It's like, you, you know, they said it would be over by spring. They said it would be over by summer. And then it just went on and on and on. And you just got used to it. You figured out how to adapt. You had to improvise in a lot of ways to put your life together. And I think you you, you realized you weren't going back. Yeah. And I think that's what we've had to do in this circumstance with our, with the pandemic and just trying to learn how to cope with it as best we can. And, and to do. We're getting very agile at finding toilet paper and. Yeah. Thankfully that hasn't started again. So (laughs) fingers crossed. Right. Yes, exactly. But you know, a lot of people have actually bought these little devices, like little little sort of pseudo bidets that they put on their toilets oh okay <laughs> I've, been, I've been seeing some posts about about this and people are going well because they don't they don't want to get into that whole missing toilet paper thing again again yes. yeah so, let's fingers i mean crossed. i'm fairly fortunate in that you know i stocked up when i could but 
you know, there's just me in the house. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I'm still proud that we were able to still have someone. Well, you should be very proud of yourself because you did, a, you. you did all this work, right? <laughs> Thank you. You know, it was a crazy time, you know, trying to get, find gas. I was working, you know, it was, it was a crazy time, but you know, we still did it. We still managed it. They weren't out always every week, but we did what you know we did. You know, the one thing I do miss about the COVID times, like the really big lockdown thing, mm-hmm. the buck a liter gas. I miss that. Too. I wasn't going anywhere, but there was hope in that. I know really, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, and, and you also had to do with a second round of possible COVID when Ainsley had an elevated temperature. Yes. So I hadn't even been back to work for a week. It wasn't even a week, I think a couple of days and we had to lock down for 24 days and that was pretty hard. Uh, you know, we couldn't go anywhere. It, It was really challenging because I had to quarantine for the 10 days because I had COVID and then they kept changing Ainsley's you know, freedom or emancipation date, as I like to call it. And, um, and there's Ainsley saying Sing hello. Along. And that changed three times. And then finally they told me she has to isolate for 14 days after my 10 days. And that was really hard to take at that point, you know, like, cause I, we were almost through what I thought was her first, um, end date because it changed three times and then I get a call and and the lady she was really very apologetic and said I'm really sorry to tell you but you know and I've gone to the higher ups but you have to quarantine from 14 days from your 10 days so it was 24 days so it was a pretty long haul and uh but we did it and then you know I go back to work and, you know, I'm in the middle of Ainsley's IEP meeting through Zoom, and I see a call coming in from daycare, which is never a good thing. And Not in the middle of the day. No. And it turns out they say she has a fever, so I had to go get her. And she looked fine to me. And they said, oh, you have to stay home for 10 days. And I go, there is no way we can stay home for 10 days. Like, you know, we're not going to make it. So, you know, I went and got her tested. She didn't have a fever and she didn't have COVID, but it was just all the challenge of, you know, having to get her retested, you know, and then getting the results to daycare because I can't get her results online and then getting hold of the pediatrician and who then had to send me the results. So it was just a really challenging, hard time. Well, the new spit test will make all this easier for kids coming forward. Yeah, but I don't think Ainsley would be able to do it. I don't think she would really be able to do the spit thing. Yeah, no, I don't think so. She'll I just swallow she the water. Yeah, I think so. So it doesn't really, I mean, the, the swab test, it's uncomfortable, but it's very quick. So, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that we don't have to do it again, but we'll just have to see how this school year pans out. You know. So how did, what were your biggest takeaways from this whole thing for you like not just the pandemic but also having to uh you know deal with the podcast on your own essentially uh and and just life in general like how did how did you what were your takeaways what did you learn what did you realize about yourself well you know, one thing that I did like about Zoom is uh, two of my besties, we 
would have happy hour every Saturday. And we did that for several weeks, like for quite a long time, actually. And we finally went and had lunch outside a couple of weeks ago, which was really nice because, but it was nice to have that connection during that time. So in some ways, like the whole Zoom, even though I really hated doing sessions through Zoom, it still allowed you to have those connections with others. And, you know, I actually really started to enjoy cooking. I've never really enjoyed it, but, you know, being quarantined, I didn't really have a lot of other options. So, you know, that was good. And, you know, and I've always been okay with being alone. I didn't feel lonely, but I've always felt okay being alone. I've done a lot of traveling by myself and, you know, and it was okay. I mean, it was hard not being able to get out, you know, there's no gym at work and and things like that, but I started walking and, you know, listening to other podcasts. While and I was your new walking. your new office actually has some nice walking, like it actually has a walking space kind of because it's yeah. got wide sidewalks and it's fairly flat and yeah, you know, and there's a trail kind of it's not super long, but it you know that's kind of nice. And one afternoon I went and picked some blackberries and that was kind of nice and depriving the bears of their hibernation food. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I think it's it's been a challenging time for sure. Like, you know, I think for most in many different ways, but, you know, and then also having to deal with a lot of regression with Ainsley, you know, that was hard to see, but also knowing that we'll get through it. You know? So, and, and what, what, like, what about you inside? Like if you recognized anything about yourself that you are more stronger, agile, um, able to get through a lot more. I mean, you've already been through a lot. <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest. You've been through a lot of stressors over a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but did this reaffirm that or show you you could do more or like, you know, the Wonder Woman kind of? <laughs> no, I think it Cause, kind cause, of. Because like, like to me, it's like you do so much. <laughs> Right. And, and all of the other parents and all of the, you know, in, in, you know, involved in the down syndrome community and all the special needs community, you guys do so much, so much more than people that are actually out there. Like, you know, I'll say this, like you guys are heroes, uh, you know, professional athletes to me are not heroes because they just play a game. You guys do life. Thank you. Right. Thank you. No, I, I, that means a lot. And it's, I think very true. You know, and I realized, yeah, I can do this. You know, there was a lot of hard days, you know, a lot of hard days. And, you know, I remember when Ainsley was a a very young baby and a really uh, dear friend of mine, you know, who had been on the journey from the very beginning of Ainsley, literally. And she said, you know, I can't remember what we were talking about, but she goes, don't think about 20 years from now. You know, sometimes it's just, it's just one day at a time, one hour at a time, or even five minutes at a time. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? That has truly helped me because I know that tomorrow is another day and it'll be better. Like whatever's hard right now, it likely won't be hard tomorrow. You know, it will have passed. And, you know, I think also right now we have to learn to accept that this is our new normal for a while. And I've kind of felt that way from, for quite some time, you know, and in a weird way, getting COVID was, well, I hate to use the word blessing, but 
you know, I wasn't, uh, I'm not really sure because what the right word is because yeah, maybe a bit enlightening. Yeah. That might be a good word because Ainsley didn't get it. So I feel very confident in sending her to school. And I know that that's a very personal decision for all the parents out there. And especially if your child has some health issues and Ainsley doesn't, I mean, she catches lots of colds, but really overall her health is quite good. Well, kids catch a lot of sniffles anyway. Of course. But you know, and I know for a lot of parents that it's a big deal about sending their kids back. And I, because I had COVID and, you know, it was somewhat mild, the symptoms, thankfully, you know, and Ainsley never got it. And, really she should have but she didn't get it so I feel very confident in her going back to school and remaining I would think COVID free and you know and with all the cleaning and separation that they're doing maybe we'll get through this season without a lot of colds you know fingers crossed you never know so well a lot lot less um there's a lot less uh, physical activity, like kids rough, you know, you know, how kids are, they rough around and they hug and they tap each other. Yeah. And you know, so, so with there being less of that, I would imagine there would be less of a viral and bacterial spread that we would see in a normal year. Yes, that's what I think too. So, you know, and they've got the, the start times and end times are a little bit staggered. So, you know, just to try to. There's no, the there's, there's no mobs at the door trying to get out. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> You know, and I think, you know, overall, I think the schools are, I mean, from what I can see, are they're just trying to do the best that they can. And we'll get through this. It, and it really is just one day at a time, but we'll get through it. So in our po- podcast episodic <laughs> world, mm-hmm. what was your favorite this year? Or do you have a, or do, do you have a favorite episode or do you have a favorite direction in which a number of episodes went? Well, I really love talking to all the different parents out there. I mean, I do. Like, there's so many different stories and and such out there. I really love talking to um, John and Mark of John's Crazy Socks. They, they were, I haven't laughed like that since. It's just, they just they just had me in stitches. <sighs> they are so funny, and I saw them on a subsequent pod. Well, it was kind of like a podcast slash YouTube episode and they're just so funny and i just love what they're doing they have such a great close understanding each other relationship yeah and you know it's really inspired me to think about you know ainsley's future and what i want and can envision for her and you know it it gives gives me such good hope like lots of hope for the future and and that there's lots of parents out there doing these kind of things with their kids and and I love hearing these stories and there were so many awesome stories to hear you know like hearing about uh Christy Fuller it was early on in the second season and her son who has uh mosaic down syndrome and you know how they didn't they just kind of randomly found out from some random doctor really who, you know, they had gone to a clinic, Uh, you know, things like that, like, and how their whole world just suddenly changed. They had no idea, you know, and just all the different moms that I've talked to. And, you know, we've had Susan, Dr. Susan Fawcett on, she's just like a reoccurring guest. And she's very, very generous with her time and her Mm -hmm. expertise. 
right? So, you know, she's again, another hero in my world. Um, yes. Because, you know, these are people who are just giving. Yeah. And it's just, you know, so appreciative and, you know, and just her knowledge. I know I, I see that a lot of people are listening to her episodes, especially the more recent one on mental health. And also, you know, we talked about, you know, the dual diagnosis and how challenging it is to, to diagnose uh, autism in our kids. And, you know, and then another interesting thing is I, I recently talked to Katie Renald, the, the potty training expert. We were talking about something totally separate. Who again is very generous with her time. <laughs> yeah. Cause she came on again in the second season, you know, to answer people's questions about toilet training. And she said, you know, it like, she has been in contact with people from all over the world. And then of course, with the whole pandemic, you know, she couldn't really readily go into people's homes. So she was helping people all over the world via Skype. Like she's telling me there's people in Australia and all over the U S and, and I thought that was fantastic. And, and, you know, she has agreed to come on once again and next we'll, season for season three and yep. we'll answer like, you know, I'll put a call out for questions. And I also thought we could talk about a little bit more about uh, toilet training older kids, because I do see that a lot. And I think Katie, obviously, you know, she's a much needed expert. And I think she would be great to have on. When a lot of her again. expertise, you know, like, you know, if, if you've got a 17 or 18 year old, Mm-hmm. who's having issues, a lot of the techniques and understanding of how this all works wasn't available when, you know, the, these, uh, the 17 and 18 year olds were at the toilet training age. Yeah. And I think she could really help even more families. So it's, and she's the number one downloaded podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can understand why, like hearing your stories and listening to her advice, I can understand why parents are so desperate for assistance. Mm-hmm. And I read about it all the time. So, you know, and I know, you know, when I always try to tell people, get a hold of Katie, you know, she's awesome. And, but she's, she's worth it. Like it, you know, it's a little bit expensive, but that's her practice. But for me, it's a lifelong skill and it was very much worth it, you know, to do the intensive training and Ainsley really benefited from it. So, and, you know, and I'm sure like, you know, cause we got, went through a bit of like some regression. And so I talked to Katie about it and she was, you know, very open with giving a, more advice and, and things like that. So it's been fabulous working with her regarding that okay any episode uh that really stands out for you in terms of uh things you didn't know like like not things you hadn't really researched but that had sort of content that was mind-blowing in its uh in its in its effect on you for uh, like information you just didn't know because i I know that i can't think of the episodes but i know there were some where you would sit there and you would just go Oh, wow. Right? That was like almost as, every as, episode. As, as, if, as if the big, <laughs> you know, the big light bulb was going off. Yeah. You know, I think almost every guest that we had on, I learned something, you know, like, for example, Maria Delapina came on and she's with uh, Specs for Us. And, you know, she talked about, which I didn't know about, like that some of our kids could have 
um, depth issues. And I'm kind of seeing that in Ainsley. So I need to find someone who can actually check for that. I see sometimes that Ainsley's having a hard time navigating stairs because uh, especially if there's no color transition or if the environment has changed a little bit, like say if it's sand to concrete, for example, or bark mulch or whatever. That that happens to us old people too with our progressive lenses. (laughs) So, you know, like that I never knew. And, you know, and just like all the experts that came on, like, like Susan, you know, just talking about all the different things to look out for, you know, which I had no idea about, you know, if your child possibly has the dual diagnosis, you know, and I just, I just learned so much from all of our guests and, you know, and even like Christine who came on and we talked about, you know, the crisis schooling and Dr. Pearson who came on, you know, at the advent of the pandemic you know, who talked about how to help our kids, you know, help to prevent them from hopefully getting COVID, you know, and then I ended up getting COVID. But, you know, I found all of the information just so enlightening that everyone was so willing to share and to come on. Because I learned so much from all the different guests and different moms that come on. It's, It's quite exhilarating, actually. So what are we looking forward to in our season three, which we hope will start sometime in January, but. Or before. January. (laughs) We'll talk after the book. I I do have my stuff to do. (laughs) Well, we can always do a Christmas episode again. Oh, Um, Christmas. Yeah. Forgot about Christmas. Well, and, and you know, the Christmas episode is actually a good idea because uh, like this year, Christmas is going to be different for a lot of people. Yeah. Like I don't even know if we'll be able to have our family dinner. Yeah. That's a discussion I've been having with my brothers. <laughs> right. So yeah. Cause I know my aunt has, she's been, you know, quite isolated because she has some health issues. And so, and her doctor has warned her, you know, and, but we did have a little, um, I had, I had my little family barbecue. I have one every year and we were outside and everyone came and it was a great time. So, you know, when we all, you know, we, I followed Dr. Bonnie's directions. We had separate plates for everything and, you know, so that people weren't. Who got to play COVID cop? Yeah. You back off one foot. (laughs) You know, it was, it was, I think the kids liked having their own table of food. So, and snacks. So I think that worked out pretty good. So yeah, it's kids table of legend. Sorry, kids table of legend. Yes, no kidding, right? But you know, I really, I also really liked, you know, just to backtrack a little bit. I also really liked having Dennis on. You know, yeah, that was a great episode. <laughs> Seriously, that was really a great episode because there's, the, like, there's a look at part of the life that we don't often see, right? Yes, yeah, and you know, it took a little bit of bribing to get him to come on and, you know, some chocolate chip cookies and, you know, cause it's too bad. It didn't you really quite... I'm being silent on the whole peanut butter or the chocolate chip cookie thing. Right. I've told you to put in your order. <laughs> <laughs> you can get whatever you like, <laughs> you know, and cause 
you know, he's actually quite funny, but it, it didn't, I think he was kind of nervous, so it didn't really quite come across. But, you know, I just kind of wanted people to, you know, just hear a different perspective, you know, that they're, you know, that Down syndrome doesn't have to be scary. It's, you know, and I know that people are, you know, especially who are new to this journey, it's the fear of the unknown. And I was totally there. I was totally one of those people. You know, but Dennis has completely embraced our life and embraced Ainsley. You know, those two, they like really, they are thick as thieves. <laughs> we were in Costco yesterday and um, Dennis is pushing the cart and Ainsley's, you know, she's sitting in the cart and Ainsley is just hugging him and giving him kisses. And I go, you know, she doesn't do that to me when I'm pushing the cart. <laughs> He goes, really? I go, yeah. I think you're her favorite person. <laughs> you know, so. Well, what, no. what, what is that sign she does? The the L thing? Kind it's of now, it, well, yeah, back when we did the episode, like, because as I said in that episode is, you know, early on, I, you know, because Ainsley knows a lot of saying language. She's, she's quite a lazy signer, but the sign for your dad, for those, I'm sure most will know, but you put your hand, you know, your thumb to your forehead and your open hand. Like that? Yeah. Maybe a little bit higher on the forehead. And, uh, and that's a sign for dad. But I gave that sign for, as for Dennis and, you know, because it's up to them when Ainsley's older, you know, between the two of them, if she wants to call him dad or just keep calling him Dennis, that's totally their choice. They can sort it out. Yep, they can. And so, but eventually, you know, cause Ainsley is a little bit of, as I said, a lazy signer, it sort of started to look like an L and L and Dennis would say, Oh, loser. And I said, Oh, how about L for love? So we call it that, but now it's just gone to one finger and we call it the unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, but you know, the, the unicorn is the unofficial symbol of the Down syndrome community. So I think it's really? very apropos. Yes, it is. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, again, I learned something. See, you learn something new every day. So what else are we looking for in season three? Well, I've already lined up a few things, actually. You know, I'm looking forward to talking to some uh, more mamas. And we're going to talk about the Special Olympics. And... We are going to talk about this really cool nonprofit that this woman started in the States and eventually, you know, who knows, maybe it'll eventually come to Canada, but it's called More for Caregivers. And I really enjoyed her, her story and uh, how it all came about. And then out of that came, uh, she talked about someone called, uh, who wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. It's in it's with another writer and I think his name is Gary Chapman who wrote that original book, but she co-wrote a second book with him that's designated, right. You know, it's specialized for parents of kids with special needs. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, another author we're going to talk to regarding Brittany's basket. So there's lots of things on the horizon and always looking for, new ideas and thoughts for episodes. So if people okay. want to hear something, I'd love to hear about it. Okay. And they can find you at? Info at T21mom.com. Okay. Or they can just find me on Facebook and on Instagram. And that's part of my plan over our little hiatus is to 
be more visible on social media because I've quite neglected it this past while because life has been a little bit crazy. We're going to work a little bit on you doing more video stuff for you. Like you shoot it, you edit it. Okay, I'm short short stuff. Well, short stuff like you know, like like we were for for a period of time we were doing those uh, video promos. Yeah. Right, and uh, you know maybe get you to shoot some of those and edit them yourself because it's really not hard. Yes, and that's something I want to work on is doing some video editing because I quite did a little bit and I quite enjoyed it. So yeah, well, I mean the you know the computer there does have a program on there, HitFilm Express, that uh, is very simple to use. So. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. All right. So anything else you want to talk about before we uh, get on with the rest of our regular day? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, last season we toasted with uh, wine and beer. Yes. And we can toast with coffee and water because it's still early in the day, probably a little too early to drink wine. I mean, it's one o'clock somewhere. An- but Yeah, somewhere. But. <laughs> I don't think, well, actually, you know what? It's coming up on 10 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. That day, that's 1 o'clock in Eastern time. It's afternoon. Okay. Hey, that's actually 2.30 in Newfoundland. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thanks. I think I'll stick with coffee this morning. <laughs> okay, and I'll stick with water. But no, it's been a really great learning experience. And I've really loved doing the podcast. I've really missed the, doing it in over the past several weeks. And just really interacting with other moms. And, you know, we missed the retreat this year. They did do a virtual retreat. And uh, actually, Sinead Quinn, actually, she, they had different moms come on and do different things. And she did, you know, a self-care episode. And we had her on also for self-care, which was wonderful, which, you know, everyone needs more self-care. But then Amber, who I spoke to, uh, for an episode that's going to be in season three, I saw her on like, cause then Sinead did a, what's called soul, soul flow. And it's 90 minutes. I loved it. It's great. You know, just a feeling of freedom and exhilaration. And I saw her on there and, and I asked her later how, how she enjoyed it. And she said she didn't know what to expect, but really liked it. So that was awesome to hear. And I'm really hopeful who knows with the state of the world, but I'm really hopeful that there'll be a retreat next year. I mean, they're all talking about it, you know, fingers crossed in 2021 that we'll be going to Colorado and, and I can see all my rockin' moms in person. Okay. So, uh, why don't you wrap us up out of this? All righty. Well, thanks for listening to the T21 Mom podcast. And once again, I would love to hear from you. You can drop me a line at my email at info at t21mom.com or find me on Facebook, also at t21mom or on Instagram and Twitter at trisomy21mama. And it would mean a lot to me if you also uh, wrote a review and subscribed because then we become more visible to other people who are looking for more information on Down syndrome. And we will see you in season three. So keep on loving on your rocking kiddos. And we will see you then. Bye, Ron. See you. Bye.